Hey, thank you for joining me today. Welcome to Learning from Smart People. I am your host, Rob Oliver, and today I have with me Stacy Hawthorne. She is from right here in the happening um, metropolis of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I met her and when she told me about what she was doing, I was like, oh my word, I need to have you on the show because this is awesome. She is a 31-year retired veteran detective and certified polygraph examiner. And she is going to talk to us about polygraph and polygraph testing, how it works and how you can use it for your business. She is a we're going to talk a little bit about how she became a police detective and her experiences in being a polygraph examiner. I, it's going to be a fascinating show. You will be thankful that you tuned in today. I, listen, Stacy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Thank you so much for having me. I truly am appreciative of it. Oh, absolutely. So let's start right here. Tell me a little bit about your backstory. Like, how did you get to become a detective? What was the, what's the process there? Okay. Um, I became in 1988. Um, actually, I was trying to get a position at Mercy Hospital. And then a flyer came to me about becoming a police officer. So I was like, mm-hmm. at first I wasn't too sure about it. But then I got to reading and um, I just applied and... Um, I became a police officer. Um, I went through the academy. Of course, you have to go uh, through the academy. Um, Once I got out on the street, I worked for like eight years as a patrol officer where, you know, normal uh, police duties that I did as far as like uh, uh, investigating crimes. I I, I walked beats. I pulled over uh, traffic violators. Um, just the typical, you know, domestic violence cases, all of that for eight years. And then um, I guess as as I progressed on the job, um, I was assigned, I guess they noticed me and, and, and my what I was doing and they assigned me to become a detective. Um, I started out as a detective where I was investigating uh, narcotics and vice. Um, that was my first unit I went into where... You know, I, I investigated drug crimes, um, prostitution, um, uh, um, the uh, poker machines, you know, that type of thing. I sure. um, also spearheaded the Nuisance Bar Task Force, which it was a group of uh, people from different, like the police, the, the health inspector, uh, different agencies came together to check out bars that the violations and bars that was my first unit okay and then i went on from there <laughs> yeah so um how long did you do that before you then became involved in in be, doing polygraph work okay i went from narcotics unit I, I worked in the sex assault unit and then my last unit was the robbery squad which i investigated bank robberies and and business robberies and well i was in that unit and i really enjoyed you know that sort of spoke to me, the robbery unit. So um, while being in that unit, um, I was noticing there wasn't a lot of uh, polygraph examiners on the job. At least it wasn't, it was one black female polygraph examiner. 
at the time that I um, was working there. So, okay. out of, um, like, I out of how it, many? Um, it was at that time. It was one, two, three, four, five, six. Maybe about six. Okay. So it was one, and that was for the whole city. So it was one black female um, polygraph examiner. So I requested if I can go and become a polygraph. And, and it's extensive training. I had, they sent me to school in Philadelphia. I was approved. I wasn't the only one to put in for it. So I was approved to go. Right. And uh, it was extensive training. And I was went to Philadelphia for my training for like almost three months. And then I came back. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Okay, so a lot of there's a lot of stuff that goes around about polygraph and its accuracy and kind of you know I here's this is just me and maybe you can help me answer this question. Uh, if you told me uh, like you have to take a lie detector test, you got to take a polygraph. I, I'm going to be nervous as it is, and like my my natural rhythm is all going to be thrown off because I'm just like ah. You know, I don't have anything to hide, but I'm still getting nervous about it. Is that something that um, well, a good polygrapher that, can can? Yes. First of all, no one can force you to take a polygraph. You have to be willing to sit down and submit to one. Okay. Um, regardless of whatever situation it is, if you don't want to take the polygraph, you're not required to take one. Okay. Um, everyone. Is, is nervous. And, and if someone sat down in my chair to do a polygraph with me, wasn't nervous, I would be like real red flags would be going in my head. Like, okay. You know, there's certain things that as a polygraph examiner, we pick up on um, a person. Now doing a polygraph, most people think that you sit down, I guess they, they watch television, that you sit down and you get this white light put on you and all these attachments put on you and they grilling you. That's not how polygraph works. Okay. You know, so being nervous, you know, you all, you have an oral interview with that person first. Okay. You talk to them, you get them to talk to you, you get them to try to calm down if they're overly nervous, right. you know, and explain how the polygraph works, what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, the results at the end, you know, so I expect nervousness. Okay. Because I'm ima like, just my imagination, you know, like... I I guess you ask like some baseline questions to get some readings to start with and be like, what is your name? You'd be like, my name's Rob. Well, actually my name's Robert. It's not Rob, but my parents call me Rob. And, and you know, yeah, well, that's the thing. Doing a polygraph examination, we sit down, I talk to the people that get their story, you know, the reason why they're here, um, what's the problem or what they, you know, what is it that they're sitting here for? Right. Okay. In that interview, I formulate questions that that's gonna about the test, about why that person's sitting there. Those questions, okay, before testing, we go over each question that's gonna be asked on that test. Okay. So we give that person a chance. Say if I, uh, I read a question and it's like, "Well, what's your name? Is your name Rob?" and you're gonna give me a yes or no. Or before testing, you'll go, oh, my name is Raw, but they call me this, but they call me that. And I'll ask you, what is the name that you go by? Okay. And you'll give me Raw, 
all of us. Right. And then that's the question I would ask. Okay. Is is your name Rob Oliver? So it'll take that out of the nervousness out of it. You'll know exactly the questions that's going to be asked of you before testing. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, let me just ask this. Okay. Because mm-hmm. most, for the most part, the context in which we see polygraph being used is in mm-hmm. a criminal setting, but correct. Uh, but you're not you're you're doing it in a criminal setting sometimes but you're also providing a service for business owners can you talk to me about like how does polygraph work outside of the police department okay yeah like you said you know while i was still on a job yes i did that's all i did was uh criminals uh polygraphs if they were asking me also i did the pre-employment for the public safety department now, what that entails is like the medics, the firemen, you know, anyone in public safety who wish, wishes to become a candidate for firemen, medics, or police has to be polygraphed. That's the city. Okay. Now, pre-employment is you, the, the hiring managers and the business owners, they're looking for the right person for the job. They're looking for a person who has integrity. They're looking for a person, the characteristics in a person that they know that they can rely on to hire them, make sure they have the right fit for that job. Um, it's important to have, like, for your 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 security guards, your, your bank employees, um, your pharmaceutical employees, those, those situations and those positions that are real sensitive, the polygraph comes in to show, to give the hiring managers and the business owners a tool, okay, to use to decide if this person is the best fit for the position. Um, It's not a catch-all, but it'll give them something to look at, you know, as to say, well, will this person, well, can I rely on this person? Right. Well, this person in this sensitive situation, if you deal with, I'm going to have this person deal with drugs. Is there integrity? He won't take those drugs. Mm. You know, certain certain questions like that can be answered. Got it. So uh, it can be, what I'm hearing you say is it can be very helpful as part of the screening process as you're hiring individuals for sensitive positions where they'll be dealing with either large amounts of money or, you know, uh, you know, in a pharmaceutical situation or whatever that is, that you're you're actually able to use that as part of the screening process for separating yes. out good candidates. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And for the most part, not all, but the majority of uh, businesses do use polygraph for that, for pre-screening. Okay. Uh, and you talked a little bit about this, but for some, you know, you're talk- we talked about it from the business perspective to say, get a polygraph done as part of the screening with when it comes to the other side of it, where someone says, okay, for my pre-employment screening, they're going to do a polygraph. We talked a little bit about it. Um, but can you, are, are there any, can you give assurances or can you give like, a, not that it, I want tips necessarily. I don't want to teach people how to cheat at a polygraph, but what, what can you give, what advice would you give to somebody who says, I'm going to have a polygraph done? I'm going to have a polygraph done on me. Okay. Um, 
First of all, the polygraph is not a big monster that's going to eat you up if you sit in the chair. It's not going to electrify you. Right. It's not going to, you know, lay you out. It's not going to have you saying things that you really normally don't want to say. Um, it would be, as far as pre-screening, okay, it would be in a box of what that business owner or what that hiring manager is looking for. So um, I would just ask you just to be honest um, in your pre-interview, the questions that's asked, being asked of you is to be open and honest with your answers. Some things, you know, everybody has bones in their closet. Okay, everybody, you right. know. So the little things that you don't say that you might be going, oh, God, I don't want them to know that, might reflect on the, on the later on in the testing. Okay. So my main thing is just to be open and honest. If you want, really want this position and you have nothing to hide, just be open and honest with your questions. Got it. Okay, it makes a lot of sense. I, <laughs> I want to I transition a little bit because uh, in, we've been talking about polygraph as use for law enforcement, polygraph mm -hmm. as it applies in the business setting. But I'd also like to talk a little bit about somebody who, somebody might think maybe I'm interested in becoming a, um, a polygraph expert. Maybe I'd be interested in pursuing this as a career. Can you, can you talk to me? You mentioned you went to schooling. Uh, is it, you know, how difficult is this? Do you have to be a police officer to start off with to get the training or can you talk a little no, bit about well, that no you don't have to be you you could go straight from being a you know regular citizen to go to a polygraph school um there's paperwork that you definitely have to fill out they have to check you out to make sure you're good to become a polygraph but um you can find a pull up a, a reputable school and apply um there's a financial aspect also to this with applying and the school, I, you know, as far as uh, paying for it. I know the city of Pittsburgh sent me as a police detective, so they paid for the whole schooling. Right. Um, it's not cheap, sure. you know, to, to become one. Um, it takes a lot of uh, thinking. It's in, you know, you have you learn about psychology. You'll learn about physiology, how the body actually works, um, how the mind and the body work together. Um, you learn chart reading. Uh, uh, what kind of chart? You know, interviewing. Hmm? Uh, what kind of chart are you talking about, Stacey? As okay, far as chart, chart reading. Okay, what I mean, chart is is all the all what we collect on the polygraph. When I'm conducting the polygraph, there's a chart that goes through that I pick up. I monitor your breathing, I monitor your sweat in your hands, and I monitor your cardio. The, all those reactions is on a chart. It's called a chart. Okay. Okay. And as the polygraph is being done, the polygraph instrument is picking up those reactions to your breathing, your, your uh, sweat glands, and your cardio as you're being asked the question. Okay. So all that information is being recorded as we're doing the polygraph. So that's what I mean with chart. You have to know what you're looking at. Right. <laughs> you know? So you go to school to learn what is it that you're looking at. You see 
someone being deceptive as opposed to someone being innocent. Um, you're seeing someone uh, doing countermeasures, like trying to do something to beat the test, because they do. They're out there. <laughs> and, and then there's information on the Internet, you know, which is that's a whole nother story. But anyway, there's things that we do to see if someone's being deceptive, someone being innocent, someone just being excitingly, overly nervous, you know, right. we can tell that in the charts. And that's what you you are taught in the, in the academy. OK, so I'm hearing you say, though, it's kind of a, an interesting blend in which you're looking at physiology, you're looking at body reactions, but you're also having the psychology aspect of it, that you're looking at the the mental side of what's going on and it. It's got to be kind of a really fun or interest, and maybe fun is not the right word, an interesting way to, to kind of look at a, a whole body experience and what goes into, um, you know, what goes into the, the way that people process and answer questions. That is so correct. And then what it is, there's sometimes where the person, I have had people come in and sit down on my polygraph chair and they would be so nervous and not especially your first time you don't know what to expect so you know once you get there's a procedure i do where i get i'll have even before testing i'll have the person get used to me asking them the questions i get the person used to being attached to my equipment and and those you know in that procedure i could tell if the person is really being nervous and i'll go okay look I need you to calm down. It's okay. You know, you're not going to fry. You're not going to fall out. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? So if you just calm down and try to calm breathe, your breathing just a little bit, you know, and then that person does that. They'll get that. And I could definitely go on with the, you know, I can get a correct, uh, you know, chart, right. looking at the chart to see exactly what's going on. You know, it's so funny to hear you say that because I'm thinking like, you know, somehow there is that there is that fear or something that like some you're going to get zapped for saying the wrong answer. Yes, and that's not true. I think people just watch too much television. No, <laughs> you, you feel nothing. You will feel nothing with the attachments that go around you. Okay. So, I promise. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. Uh, okay, but... So for someone who is is becoming a polygraph expert, someone who is becoming a polygraph examiner, talk to me about like what are what are the the rewards of that kind of career? You know, what is the what is it that you get to do or where is it that you know you find usefulness when it comes to being an examiner? Okay, for me I truly believe, okay, first of all, some, when you hear polygraph, it's automatically a negative, oh, my God, polygraph, what did you do? You know, that person did this. There's also, polygraph also exonerated a lot of people. You know, although they everybody automatically thinks that, oh, you did it, you're guilty. I found a lot of people who wasn't, who right. was innocent. And that gave me... You know, made me feel good because of the situation they in. You know, right. someone is accusing them of something that they know they didn't do, and exonerating them just makes me feel better. It makes them feel a whole lot better too. But it makes me feel better. Yeah, uh, to do that. Mm -hmm. 
as far as the legal side of things, um, mm-hmm. how how is a polygraph viewed? Is it you know is it admissible in court? Is it something that is just a you know a recommendation or a you know it's kind of information to be added to a file or like how does it fit in there? Okay, for the most part, the United States Supreme Court leaves that question up to the municipality of a polygraph um, and evidence up to, there's certain states that will allow it, okay, um, the evidence into to the proceedings, or if the, uh, the DA and the defense attorney, if they agree on what could be allowed, then it'll be up, it'll be presented to the judge and they'll be allowed to present it. Um, however, there's a lot of states who don't. They, you know, they don't think it's an exact science, so they won't allow it. Um, I have, um, I could name several states who allow polygraph. In fact, I've written them down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to make sure. But there's a lot of states. There has to be maybe 15 states that do allow it. Okay. Um, but for the most part, they don't because they don't think it's an exact science. Okay. I, And that's, all right, I'm just going to say this, and um, medicine is not an exact science, okay? Um, there's a reason why they call it a medical practice. is because um, the human body is not, it's not a machine, and so you, there's no way just to, you know, to read every single individual the same way and different people react to things differently. And so, uh, I, anyway, uh, all I'm saying is this, that I, there are very few things that we do that are exact sciences. And I agree. so <laughs> it, that's cool. But that's, that's the reason. I mean, you know, like I said, you know, the Supreme, they, they got into it and said, look, there's some things, it's up to you. It's up to the states to decide okay. which what you can put in, what you can't put in. Got it. All right. So mm-hmm. I, I just want I want to put a, a a bow on that part of the conversation by mm-hmm. you know what would you say is was the most enjoyable part of being a polygraph examiner for you? Okay. Um, well, I um, the pre-employments for. Uh, being a police officer, I was involved in that. Right. Okay. I was, in fact, I, I conduct Wilkinsburg Police Department for the city of Wilkinsburg. I do their pre-employments for police officers. And being coming from a police enforcement background, it's good to see, you know, the candidates. Is that candidate good enough to be a police officer? Or are they good enough to be in law enforcement? I mean, for the most part, yeah. You know, the, the people who came through my door were, but there's a few who weren't. And it's very good to be able to screen out those for me, to right. screen out the ones that's not going to do the job properly. Okay. Uh, so let me, let me just ask you this because um, you're African-American, you're, you're a female and you're an entrepreneur. And to me, um, that's a, that's a pretty exclusive group because there, there's not a whole lot of folks like you who have become entrepreneurs. Can you talk to me just briefly about what inspired you to start your own business and what that, what that journey has been like? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, as I started my business while I was still on the, on the job, um, 
I was a detective and I was doing homicide cases. And this one particular uh, case that I was on that I gave the polygraph to, this, this guy didn't do it. He was innocent. But everybody wanted to put him as being guilty. And I, you know, I told him, look, he didn't do this. So it, it made me feel good to, to help that person. Um, and then also, I truly believe that polygraph works. I've seen it work. I've seen the, the difference in the uh, the questions that's being asked and the reactions that I get. I see that it works. And um, that gave me, a, 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 you know, something to look forward to. And I just said, wow, I could do this. I can help other people. You know, I can help businesses. I can get them the right people that they need for their business. And that's how I started. Yeah, it's um, okay. Let me let me sum it up this way. I think that the the police motto is to protect and serve. And what you're doing is you're you're taking that uh, you're carrying that out um, onto the into the regular world to say um, you are serving others in what you're doing um, and you're protecting um, valuable assets and vulnerable populations um, to make sure that, you know, that with the service that you're providing, is that, is that, that Rob, I couldn't have said it no better. Thank that, you. <laughs> absolutely. Well, listen, I, I'm glad she said I couldn't say it no better. No, Thank you. <laughs> well, here's where I'm coming from. Okay. And that is um, in this day and age, police work is being um, assaulted and is very unappreciated. And so thank you for your service to the community and thank you for the work that you're doing right now. So listen, it, if people want to find out more about you, find out about your business, um, what's your website? What's the best way to, to find you? Yes. Okay. My business is SH Polygraph Services. Um, I have a website, shpolygraphservices.com. Um, you could pull me up Google, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, everybody Google. I'm still I'm learning that Google and right. my name should pop up. Um, also have a, uh, page on Facebook. Okay. Um, that's SH polygraph services at facebook.com. Right. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, just pull Stacy Hawthorne at LinkedIn. All right. Um, so, you know, yeah, you can, you can get me yeah. <laughs> if you have any questions, I'll be happy to, to answer them for you. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, so what I'll do is I'll put those links down in the um, down in the show notes so that as people are looking for ways to get in touch with you, that'll work out well. Um, what I'll, I'll also mention is, you know, if you have questions or um, anything like that, reach out and ask. Um, Stacy is um, very, is very easy to to talk yes, to and please. full of information. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hey, Stacy, thank you so much. You have provided a ton of information. Uh, it is now time for three questions to establish your humanity. Are you ready okay. for these, my friend? Yes, let's go. <laughs> okay. Um, what is your biggest irrational fear? What is something that you're afraid of that um, most people would say, I can't believe that you're afraid of that? Okay. Uh, hmm, I'm afraid of spiders. Okay. You know what? Um, I'm afraid of spiders. I will stop everything if I see a spider come across. So somebody get it. 
Yep, no problem. So I was actually going to, while you were thinking, I was like, well, if you need help, like my wife is dreadfully afraid of spiders. And I try and explain to her, like the spiders get rid of all the other bugs, okay? Exactly, uh, do. Uh, that don't matter to me, I'm sorry. Don't care. Uh, I don't care what they do. They got eight legs and they're scary. And they, yes, yeah. and furry and they look at you. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so this episode's coming out at the beginning of December. And what is the most enjoyable Christmas gift that you ever got or the most memorable Christmas gift that you have received? Um, you know, it could be as a, as a kid or as an adult, however you want to go with it. Something that, something that you remember about Christmas as a gift. Um, Let's see. I received a picture of all of my grandchildren all at once. Now, I have three, like we was talking, I have three on the West Coast. I have two here. And they got together and I have a picture of all of them together. And it was just really, um, it really affected me because that's my heart. You know, they're my heart. <laughs> no doubt. All right. And yeah. in the Christmas theme, the next question is, Christmas cookies. Okay. What is your favorite Christmas cookie of all time? Oh, okay. I like shortbread cookies. I love them. And I love them decorated with the icing, the piping on it, the icing with the whole like the, the uh, royal. candy balls. Yeah, the yeah. royal. Uh, those are my favorite. <laughs> hey, you know what? I think it's an excellent choice. Although, like, how do you have a wrong choice about what's your favorite cookie, right? Um, I know. Th they're yes. all good. Uh, my my daughter has started making nut rolls. And, oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And let me just say that in our family, when those are being made, um, it's almost like a sign goes. It, I, have you ever seen Krispy Kreme donuts used to have the hot light in the window that said there's donuts that are fresh and hot right now? It's almost like the hot light goes on in the window at our house because – Everybody just seems to happen to stop in at that point because there's there's fresh nut rolls coming out of the oven. Oh, I can't imagine the smell. So, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, Stacey Hawthorne, thank you so much for being with me today. We have we have definitely been enlightened, got some new information from you. We have learned you are smart, you are a people, and I appreciate you. Uh, for all my listeners, thank you for being with us today. And I will remind you that when you stop learning, you stop living. Have a great day, everybody. 